Today on The Breakdown, Gary Edelstein, Andy, it's a gunfight at the Hustler Casino Corral. Someone's got two six shooters. Someone else has an Uzi. (laughs) What I'm trying to say is uh, one of these guys, and in this case, Gary, has a much better hand than the other guy, in this case, Andy. But these guys are playing 50, 100 cash, by the way. You know, they don't play small pots against each other. Seemingly ever, at least not on any hand we ever talk about, this is going to be yet another massive pot. Andy Andy is going to take his slingshot and a little piece of gravel that he's found in the dirt and try and hit Garrett right square in the forehead and take him out, much like David did to, to Goliath. He's going to be bluffing. He's going to be bluffing hard. Can Garrett figure this out? So much money. So, so much money. It's going to go into this pot. Andy's got nothing. Andy never has anything. We're going to get into it right now in The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. Hey. Andy sometimes has something. I mean, by your four, sometimes you have to have something. I mean, the last Garrett Andy hand we did, he had aces against Garrett's kings. Yes. He had something then. Yeah. That's true. But sometimes he doesn't have something. <laughs> sometimes he doesn't. Yeah. And he, it fe- I don't know. It feels like in a lot of the really big pots that Andy plays, much like the Rampage pots we've done. Now, yeah. now that we've done very many Rampage pots. We've done a lot more Andy pots yes. than Rampage pots. But it feels like with both of them, and obviously I can think of many, many other players as well where this is the case, but they come to mind because I'm just thinking of like sort of like loose pre-flop and, and very spewy post-flop <laughs> yeah. cash game players. Uh they, um, it seems like they often show up without having it, you know, a lot when they're putting a lot of chips in on the Turner River, <laughs> like more so than most. Anyway, yeah. obviously, I can think of other players as well where this is the case. Viffer comes to mind. Um, lots of people come to mind. Yeah. But these guys, I guess, uh, maybe we're just because we've been doing some rampage hands recently, and we just did an Andy hand the other day. Um, this, these guys are like right, right front, front of my neocortex here. Neocortex. Sure. Welcome to neurobiology, with Jonathan Level, lovely Jonathan Level. The Jonathan that's Level, cool, by the way. Yeah, that's what your new name is because you you out level your opponents. Oh, that's great. I thought my name was Jonathan Levy because I levy attacks on my opponents. Mm, that's the old Jonathan Levy. Yeah, that's that was that was more mundane. Now you out level them. It's better. You're like out-level. Donkey Kong. Ooh, out leveling them. Yeah, Miss Pac Man. <laughs> yeah, you're like Miss Pac Man. Yeah. Eating ghosts. Um, the the bit in Miss Pac-Man where, like, the really big Pac-Man comes out. Yeah. You know, and, like, it's crazy. <laughs> I can't even believe it. <laughs> where do they get those things? I mean, that's, like, the biggest Pac-Man ever, right? Because all the other ones are small enough they fit in the, in the normal game board. But that yeah. Pac-Man, obviously... Think about the size of the game board for that Pac-Man. It's, it's just crazy. nothing to that Pac-Man. Yeah. <laughs> It's all about perspective, man. Yeah. He's like, I eat the whole game board as one little boop, one little bop, one little energy pellet. Yeah. <laughs> it's totally normal. Have you ever truly enjoyed playing Pac-Man? There's only one time. Because I have not. You were there, actually. I know. I remember, I I remember the, and th- that was like competitive one-on-one Pac-Man instead of Pac-Man just by yourself, solo Oh, Pac-Man. exactly. Yeah. I was, so just to let everyone else know what's going on, me, Grant, and our uh, 
Fellow producer of Poker Time, Brian yeah. Sarchi, were all out at a steak dinner, and they, Grant and Brian got drunk, as they are wont to do. Sure. And uh, I don't know where we ended up. Oh, we were in some bar, I guess. Yeah. And they had this Pac-Man game where you could play against each other. It was like a tabletop Pac-Man Yeah, it's game. one of those newer ones where there's... It's not the old Pac-Man. It's, you guys know what I'm talking about if you've been to any of these bars or arcades anyway. It doesn't matter. But... Um, so Brian was drunk, but wanted to play me for $20 a game. And I was like, I mean, okay. And then he beat me the first time. <laughs> I was like, this is impossible. But then, of course, I took all his money because how can you not? You know, I mean, I took all his money. I, I took like 40 bucks off of it. All his money. It's fine. That was all his money. That's all he had. Yeah. And now he's poor. His only job is producing poker time. <laughs> he doesn't have any money. <laughs> it's hard to believe that there's actually people who work sort of um, with the poker guys like that as like... That's their jobs. Yeah, well, that's not like, really like Brian. <laughs> Brian owns the biggest poker club in Portland. Um, does he? <laughs> or is that, what, is that what we say to people to give him credibility? Okay. You tell me. Brian leases his car to people who need a car for right. the day for $4 a day. And, I mean, and he produces poker time. And he produces poker time. And yeah. between those two things, it's not enough. <laughs> it's not. But he still <laughs> wanted to play $20 a game on Pac-Man. You know, that was going to be a big big hit for him. After he won the first one, he was very confident. Oh, I was yeah. like, are you sure you want to keep playing? He's like, absolutely. I was like, all right. And then I ground him to dust. I mean, yeah. I beat, beat him three times in a row. And I was like, all right. I don't need to take it. Now I feel here, bad for you, you fool. You idiot. You bald idiot. Because he's, he's bald and he's an idiot. <laughs> That's why you call him a bald idiot? Yeah. Okay, cool. I hope he hears this. Yeah, I'm sure he will. I don't know if he's a listener. Or Someone's going to play it for him. Yeah, that's true. I might play it for him. Digital Dan will probably play it for him. Yes, Digital Dan will hear this and will play it for him. Yeah. And especially now. We yeah. just made it. I just spoke it into existence, just like LeVar Ball. Feels good. Yeah. This I now I understand the, the whole Lavar Ball thing. I mean, in a way, Lavar Ball kind of did speak it into existence, didn't he? Like yeah. one of his kids is one of the most exciting young prospects in the NBA in Lamella Ball. And it looks like Lonzo is probably gonna be a reasonably good player for his whole career. I don't know that he spoke those things into existence. Those yeah. things were gonna happen either way, I think. I think what he did though is he wanted Lonzo to play for the Lakers and go number yeah. two, and he really pushed hard for that, and it happened. And yeah. it probably shouldn't have. Like Jason Tatum went third. Like looking back, everyone would be like, yeah. "What is that? A, was that good?" <laughs> yeah, but Markel Fultz went first. Yeah, like the, there's just no way they should have got Donovan Mitchell went like thirteenth. Like yeah. there's some really good Ben Adebayo, I think went in that draft. Yeah, like in the top twelve or something. There were a lot. I mean, this this always happens in drafts, of course. Yeah. Uh, by the way, we're talking about NBA uh, draft, yeah. like 2017. Sorry, in case guys. You, anyone who's you know, not into this. There is stuff. a sports section on our Discord. We should probably yeah. leave it there instead of on the okay. poker podcast. You're right. That if was you like... want to talk about that, go to our Discord. You can also talk about a lot of other things, including this hand, poker talk, your hands. Um, also, the solver results that Danny Sprung yes. is going to give to us. We haven't seen them yet, but we will look at solver work on this hand and then come back after the podcast and chat about that. I want to say I am fascinated to see what the solver has to say, especially about some of the really big decisions that come later in the hand. Fascinated. Yeah, I feel like some mistakes are made in this hand. I think so, but I'm not, you know, I don't really know what the hell I'm talking about when it comes to this level of solverness. And I'm, I'm curious to see if the solver thinks mistakes were made. You know, I feel personally currently like mistakes were made, but yeah. I have felt that in the past about hands. And then when we do the, the podcast at the end, I'm like, oh, actually, I like that. Yeah, you know, it, um, does, it does happen like that. I'm pretty interested to get into this, too. So shall we? I shall suppose we, we shall after we into, say that the people oh. who suggested this hand. Oh, oh okay. Uh, Mike F., yep. who suggested this on Discord. Mr. We, F. Right? That was great. Thanks. That's from um, Arrested Development. Oh. No? Mike, Mike F. Yeah. Mike F. Mr. F. <laughs> Bruno Hungano. Nice. And Jay Wrecker suggested this hand. 
fantastic. This hand just happened like 24 hours ago, too. So these guys were all over At this. the time of recording. It'll come out. Of course, at the time of recording. It's How coming can I out, know when someone's listening to it's this? It's coming out five weeks from when we recorded. But someone could listen to this five years from now. They don't want to think, oh, what was a day ago? Actually, some people will think that. I mean, the, I think now. the... I'm with the podcast, I guess, not the majority, but like the first couple days are like a big chunk of listens and then over the next year yeah it outpaces the first couple days but it takes like a year for the rest of the days to add is up it, to, is it like yeah. that yeah i think oh, so okay. it makes some sense yeah. anyway um i know that's true for, if you do it from a month perspective like the first month is most of the listens yeah which makes sense too um but that said as we know because we can see some of these numbers that like someone will inevitably yeah. go through the whole back catalog once in a the while. The first podcast on our catalog is certainly still getting listens. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which so makes that, sense. That means this, five years from now, someone's going to hear us saying all this and be like, oh, my God, they're talking about me. Yeah, we are. We're talking about you right now. You're yeah. welcome. Yeah. Person, Person who is in the year 2026. Yes. That's and five years from now. We didn't do this. Can you send us a message, please? <laughs> oh, my God. I still have voicemail. You probably don't have it in 2026. Call me up and tell me what's going to happen that I can, like, you know invest in or bet on or something like that in the next just you in the next week or so give me some short-term money you know what's Alpha, a, baby. you know what's a real problem what if we don't receive any messages mm, you know what oh that God. means yes i do it's the yeah the end of everything sometime between now and 2026 it's all over or maybe the internet just doesn't exist anymore. oh yeah okay maybe the internet. obviously it's all over grant and i'm just gonna we, with gather each, my loved ones. With each passing second, I'm getting a little more worried because I'm not hearing any pings. I'm not seeing anything come uh, up on the screen. I put my phone on silent. Yeah, our computers are open. Yeah. They get all the same notifications. That's not true. I have an Android phone. Okay, mine gets all the same No notif- one would call you. I said call me, my voicemail. You me. think they wouldn't want to tell both of us? I mean, Maybe if yes. I'm the problem, they're like, we have to only tell Jonathan. Oh, dictator maybe, Grant's going to see this. Maybe I have to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to become an evil dictator. Wouldn't it be weird? If you died sometime in the, That'd next, be so weird. in the next like year and violently, not like, you know, you, you dropped dead of a stroke. Hilarious. Like, you got stabbed in the neck or something like so that. So funny. And, uh, and because of this podcast, I am now a prime suspect. And I'll be like, why did I do that podcast? Now they know it was me <laughs> instead of just like. The, that would be really funny me. for both of us. <laughs> <laughs> Some listener somewhere would be amused by it, though, right? Yeah. You know, like given enough time. Tragedy plus time, you know, that's what comedy is, according yeah. to Woody Allen well, and, and others and, and others. And uh, that aged well, along with his reputation. I mean, the tragedy plus time thing did. That is true. Clearly, you can make jokes about the Holocaust now. You couldn't before. But it's not funny inherently. The point is, like, right after 9-11, you couldn't make any 9-11 jokes. Yeah. Now you can. Tragedy plus time. But 9-11 is not inherently funny. Right. That's the point. It's you're, a tragedy. But you're saying, it we sounds like you're her? saying just the formula of tragedy plus time equals comedy. No, no, no. That's what, then you can then make jokes ah. about that thing. But that, those are the things that often uh, you can mine deepest for comedy because they were taboo before. Yes. Right? That like, makes them funnier in some ways. Yeah. Although I'll say this. So when I was going to grad school, which is like 2002, yeah. um, I was the editor in chief of, we, we had a satiric newspaper, right? Yeah, which was surprisingly popular, I, and I was like the head writer and, and uh, kind of like and, the Onion, except not as good. Uh, yeah, yeah, like that. And it was you know it was based about what was happening in, in our grad school and like newsy things and stuff like that. And there wasn't just me; there was like a whole, a whole board of people who were like editorial. And I would often write things and put Hitler jokes in there. Yeah, and like I got struck down every time except one. Like I I got like the last issue ever. I got to finally get one in there. I found like the way to make it so that way. 
they thought they, they were like, I finally figured out how to spin it in such a way that they were, they let it through. But like, I literally had a Hitler joke in every app, every <laughs> issue. And it always got, uh, probably because of the association with a college, you know, like the onion does stuff like that all the time. No problem. I mean, it was just for the students and faculty of the college, though. but you would agree that the onion does stuff like that all the time. Um, I guess I would. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't really know in terms of that stuff and maybe the Hitler stuff I was doing was a little bit more extreme. Maybe. I mean, you are known for being <laughs> a complete asshole. not true-ish. Ish. <laughs> it's ish not true that you're known for being a complete asshole? Yeah. I mean, known for it? What is known? I mean, Brad Pitt is known. Brad Pitt is known. Am I known? No. So I could be a complete asshole and not really be known for it. Because <laughs> people just don't know me, you know? That's true in the world. You blame a lot of people, Grant, except yourself. I noticed that. You stick your finger at, pointing at me, and you don't realize you got three fingers pointing right back at yourself. Guess what? Jacques! <laughs> you're just on a, you're just <laughs> sliding down a mountain by yourself right now. Yeah, right? yeah, I feel like it. Shall we get to the hand? It's uh, an interesting hand. Do we have to? It's a really interesting hand. I want to, but I mean, I guess you can veto it. You are half of the poker guys. I guess we can talk about that. Okay. Hand. We can talk about that. All right. Let's talk about these guys who've played so many hands against each other and will in the future play so many more mm. Garrett and Andy. All right. So yeah. Garrett Edelstein is on the button, hundred dollar big blind. He's short for Garrett, but not short for any other game. He's got 51 K in front of him. So that's a lot. That's still 510 blinds. Yeah. Significant opens on the button with Jack seven of spades to 300. Fine. Yep. Andy is more of a Garrett and Andy stack in the big blind. He's got 125 K. So, you know, over a thousand big blinds. More more like it. Mm. He's got Ace of Diamonds, Queen of Clubs. He's three bets to 1,300. Mm-hmm. Is this your preferred action? I think against Garrett's opens, I think we should be doing this a lot. Yeah. And I think we should not be folding to four bets. Do you think 1,300 is not enough? That is a good question. I was surprised that he sized it as small as he did. Um, I think this is at least 1,500 against Garrett specifically. Maybe we're deep enough that we can even make it 2,000. But I think I would want to go at least 1,500. Yeah, probably. Nonetheless, Garrett has Jack-7 yeah, suited. This hand should be over. I guess it should be, but I don't know. I don't play a bunch of 500 big blind deep poker, no, so I don't really fully understand what you're supposed to call with here. But Garrett decides to call with Jack-7 of spades, and that feels like a mistake to me. It does to me, too. I think Jack-9 suited we can call with. Oh, yeah. Jack-8 suited we could talk ourselves into. Jack-7 just feels too, too much. It does. Like, I think, okay, we're on the button. We're deep. We know Andy is wide-ish here. We can call, like, let's figure out what, our, what the bottom of our calling range should be, in our opinion. Well, obviously, we're calling all pairs that we're not uh, four betting. 100% all pairs. Um, are we calling king 10 off? I think we are. Yeah. King um, 9 off? I think we probably should fold king 9. I agree. Call king 9 suited. We can, call the, we can call the suited kings and fold the offsuit king kings. King 2 suited? Yeah. The good suited kings, which is like... King I 9 think, suited plus. I think bro. king 8 suited? I think we can call king 8 suited, no? Yeah, I don't like it, but I guess. It's close. It's close. Um, how about offsuit? Unpaired hands. Let's do that. Jack 10 off feels like an obvious call. Yeah. Well, Jack 9 off. That's where it gets a little a little tricky to me. Um, I mostly want to fold a hand like Jack 9 off. Um, but if he called, I wouldn't freak out about it. You know what I mean? I feel yeah. like that's close. Jack 8 off feels like... Jack 8 suited and Jack 8 off feel like the difference there. Jack 8 suited's a call. Jack 8 off's a fold for sure. To yeah. me. Jack... Yeah. Jack 7 suited should be a fold. Jack 9 off is the question for me. That's where I am. So it's really close. What about like Ace 7 off? Um, I think we can call with that. I think we can four by with that. I think folding is the only mistake we can make. Okay. 
So you have think? to call with any ace. I think we can't fold an ace here. Yeah. So we can... It just seems wrong against Andy. Yeah, it just puts you in a lot of crappy spots. Yeah, and we do have the button. So we get to widen ourselves. The thing is, so Garrett decides to call, of course, with Jack-7 suited I'm here. curious if he would have called with Jack-6 suited. I mean, he can't make a straight with Jack-6 suited. Yeah. So maybe not. Maybe for him, this is just like one rung down. Being able to it. flop a gut shot gives you a lot more options, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can obviously flop other gut shots too, but this gives you a lot more gutters. Of yeah. course, you can flop with this hand. Uh, yeah, maybe that's the difference for him. And maybe that's, maybe that's exactly what it is. So Jack-6 is the fold, and we're, we're calling with Jack-8 suited. He's calling with Jack-7 suited. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's what it is. Maybe. Okay, I, I hope so, because I would really want him to be folding all the bad suited Jacks. This feels, this feels pretty loose. I, I mean, would fold this for sure. If we didn't know that he called with this and it was Jack-8 suited, we'd be like, well, of course he would have folded Jack-7 suited, that is but this is say. the bottom of the calling range. Right. You know? So it's possible he's calling with a lot more stuff than this, too. This, yeah. this is nowhere near the bottom of the calling range for all we know. Right. Right. It's possible he's calling everything because he's on the button in deep or almost, almost everything that he yeah. opens, which seems too wide yeah. and a mistake. Probably. I don't know. If you, could, if you could take a time machine back to 2004 and play in the highest stakes cash games that they had available, you could probably call the button in this spot with every hand that you have because they play so bad, hmm. you know, if you're deep stacked. Maybe you're right. But I don't think that's the case necessarily between Garrett and Andy. Like, Garrett probably, like, it seems to be both of our opinion that Garrett has an edge on Andy. Oh, yeah. But he's probably not the easiest spot at the table. For sure he's yeah. not. I, I, I was saying to you before we started that I, my guess is that Andy is... Um, not like a big-time winning player. They, he's sort of portrayed that way. My guess is he's not, but I don't think he's a guy you're happy to play against, no. even if you're scooping up value against him, which I guess a guy like Garrett probably is. Yeah. But he's putting you to hard decisions all the time. Like, you want the guys who don't put you to hard decisions. It's so easy and fun, and life is, com- life is not complicated. But poker, when, with all the hard decisions, you feel the ones, you make the wrong ones, you know, yeah. and you're going to make some wrong ones against a guy like Andy, and it's going to be painful. So, And also, you know, when you're wrong, you're going to be wrong in big directions, right? Isn't like you lost, oh, I lost $1,000 because I was wrong. It's like, no. oh, I missed out on $100,000 because right. I was wrong. Yeah, I mean, the thing that also surprises me about calling with this hand is that it's not like Garrett has a f- only a few opportunities to be in this spot against Andy. Like, he's right. going to play Andy for the rest of his life, it feels like. I, it's very odd to me. But again, maybe it's just, this is just one rung down for him than, than us, and he's played enough with Andy that he feels very comfortable with Jack-7 suited, but Jack-6 is a fold. Maybe. Maybe yeah. this is the very bottom. I hope it is, because it feels like it's just like you can't... I don't think you can call Jack-5 suited here profitably. I just don't think you can. No, come on. I wouldn't think you can call Jack-7 suited here profitably either. I don't know if you can, actually. Yeah. I mean, no um, matter what the results of the hand are, it might not be a profitable right. call. Of course. Um, but Jack-8 suited when you're this deep feels like a no-brainer. You know, you and I used to talk about sometimes where we'd be playing in these uh, like $300 tournaments that we used to play in a lot. Yeah. Um, then we will again someday, hopefully. Yeah. Well, we play in all these. We go to like do a series where there's yeah. like, you know, a bunch of three to $500 buy-ins and stuff like that. And how like I would open a hand. I would talk to you about this. You'd do the same thing. We, it'd be like level one or level two. We'd open king, queen suited and we get three bet. But the guy with three bet small enough and would be deep enough that we're just forced to call. Yeah. Like, I mean, the guy like has aces, right? Yeah. Like or kings or whatever. Like he just has a monster. But I just have to call anyway, even though I need to flop some really strong hand here to have a chance. Because right. Because what else am I like? We're deep enough, like whatever, and you just mostly call and fold the flop. And sometimes you call and flop top pair, and you have to put in even more chips and fold eventually, or whatever. But yeah. like they like force you to call, yeah. and it almost feels like Garrett's mindset here is like, oh, I'm forced to call because you only made it thirteen hundred. I mean, it's more than four x though. It's not like nothing. I know, but they're deep, and he's on the button, and I think, and he's like, you don't have aces. Oh, you have you have aces, but you have a lot of other hands too. Unlike what a bunch of other people. Yeah, I guess maybe that's it. That's my best guess. Either way, he calls. Okay. 
Twenty-seven fifty in the pot. Yes. Or maybe Garrett can see the future. Whoa. Maybe what? he did a podcast where he asked people from the year 2026 to send him stuff. And <laughs> they sent him what the flop was going to be in this hand. Oh. Just the flop, though. I think so. Because he had, like, later on, his decisions, they take a long time. They so, sure do. <laughs> yeah. So the flop is king of diamonds, jack of clubs, seven of clubs. So he flops bottom two. Bottom two. And he flops a gut shot. But, you know, not, not the ideal flop for ace queen in this scenario. Mm-hmm. And he's going to bet. I feel like that's mandatory. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's 1,200. Raise or call as Garrett with bottom two. My All answer right. is obvious. I know what your answer is. I want to play the other side of it. Yeah. Let's, 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 let's talk about the other side. So your answer, the obvious answer I'm going to say is raise, right? Yeah, and of course, that's in a vacuum, not playing an iterated yep. game against the same player, which these guys definitely are. But put me, put me in this scenario 100 times. I'm going to raise most of the times. I mean, you're, only real, I mean, you're really only losing a king-king and a tiny bit of king-jack, right? Yep. I mean, I guess, of course, there's one combo of jacks. There's one combo of sevens, which is going to raise sometimes. But you're in amazingly strong shape. Yeah. And you could, in theory, go with this hand. And it's a vulnerable hand on yes. a very coordinated board. No question. And which is good for you in two ways, right? Like um, the, the coordinated board part of it, uh, meaning raising now. Yeah. One, you're denying equity and charging the draws. Yep. But also when the draws come in, what, they can be action killers and you yeah. don't get more value. So like getting more money in now makes sense. So and, your that, and your opponent can put you on the draws if they have something like aces or ace king and like not, not fold for multiple streets. Right. Okay. So that all makes sense. So let's play the other side of it though. Let's at least talk it through for a second. Okay. Okay. So what are we trying to get value out of when we raise? There's some, there's a few obvious hands. Aces, ace, king, king, queen. Yep. Ace, jack is probably going to call once if is Andy. Probably once. Yeah. Um, um, any clubs are going to either call or yes. three bet. Queen 10 if he has it. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, Maybe even some other gutters. If he somehow is eight nine suited, he might call once in position. No, he's not in position. No. Do you think he's going to call his queen if we raise? Like if we make it forty two hundred over the twelve hundred? I don't. Well, we maybe he is. You know, he's going to be out of position, right? Yeah. I'm just thinking like he's probably deep enough from an odds point of view to still make this call. Meaning like because uh, ten comes in one out of eleven times. Yeah. Uh, so that means the implied odds are there if he gets all the money, but that means a flush has to be. He's like he needs all the tens to be good. Yeah. He needs to get full value in all the tens. So he probably isn't supposed to call. Yeah, um, but he might anyway because he's Andy. <laughs> but I don't think he's supposed to. What do you think? Out of position, he's in position. I think he can call. I don't think so. But I don't think we're targeting the gut shots. We're just right. We're targeting the club draws and hoping for ace king or aces to like maximize value against those hands. So the 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 other side of it would be that we're going to get a lot of folds right away, and Andy's wide enough from this spot that, and you see betting this kind of all the time, that the amount of folds we're going to get is going to make it not super valuable to, to and raise. And he's willing to double barrel with basically nothing. He could have, you know, pocket fives and decide that if Garrett calls, that Garrett has a jack, and he's going to get him off the jack, you know. So, and he might be firing again on a lot of turn cards. So, so you're supporting yeah. this idea a little yeah, bit. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm, cool. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to see yeah. both sides. Yeah, yeah. Um, great. Despite so, Andy being the tightest player in the world, according to two to seven people in the world. There are some people who, every time we do a hand with Andy, they, tell, they write into us and say, he's tight, he's tight aggressive, you always say he's spewy, and every example I've ever seen of Andy, including Andy talking about Andy's hands, which he does on his own YouTube channel, I think it's called Andy Stacks Poker. Um, I've watched one or two of those videos. He's always talking about how spewy is <laughs> and how he's <laughs> making playing super loose and tilty and whatever. Obviously, he's not always doing that, but... 
he's obviously very capable of this, and I'm just going to keep rejecting this notion that he's a tight, aggressive player until I get much more evidence than what I have, which yeah. is essentially zero evidence of that, yep. except people saying so. Right. Um, anyway, uh, so yeah, so I believe Andy is capable of firing multiple barrels, especially on a board like this. Yeah. Um, I am also concerned about, well, there clearly are some hands that can call if we, if we raise here. Yeah. Clearly. There's... It's possible his range is wide enough that way too many of those hands are just going to throw their hand away. We're just going to miss out on value, where if we call, we get more of it. And we are in position, so at least we can get money in on the turn. The counterpoint is, as you were saying, this is a coordinated board. There's going to be action-killing cards. I guess I was saying that piece. But, um, and then, like, that's not good. And, of course, sometimes we lose if we don't push them off. We're not really trying to protect our equity yeah. so much. But To varying degrees, as Garrett, we don't really like any card between mm-hmm. ace and eight, that's not a that's not a jack or a seven. I agree. You know, and we don't like clubs either, so that's not ideal. It's not ideal. There's a lot of cards we don't love. Um, we could decide. I think if we decide to call here and not raise as Garrett, uh, we probably have to close our eyes and keep calling most of the time all the way down. Maybe not on a king. A king is potentially the worst card in the deck. Yeah, for us to go call call with. Uh, agreed. Uh, but like. I mean, the Ace of Clubs isn't great. No, I think we can fold the Ace of Clubs but sometimes. There's, but, okay, so that's three cards, or four cards we've come up with. We should probably not go call-call. Um, I but mean, if ma- it goes queen-queen, queen, sure. 10-10, 9-9, nine, nine, you know, all of these runs out. Runs. Yeah, okay. But they're, you know, and one of them being a club makes it even worse. Yeah. Um, but yeah, probably that kind of thing. But that's not very many runouts, right? That's still something like 90, 90% of the runouts or something like that are going to be pretty favorable to make pretty easy call-call decisions, I think. Maybe. I mean, like, we're, I mean, that's super easy. It's going to be like, you know, the Ten of Hearts. And then it's going to be the Deuce of, you know, Diamonds. And we're like, and, then he's, and if Andy goes bet, bet, we're like, well, by the way, in this case, Andy would have Broadway. Yeah. Um, so he would go bet, bet. Uh, you know, we're going to go call, call, and sometimes it's going to work and sometimes it isn't. But that would have to be the plan, I think. Probably. Well, Garrett calls. I yeah. imagine that you would default to raising as well in most cases. I think most of the time I would raise. Um, the more spewing my opponent... And me being in position, the more apt I am to call. Yeah. So this is the kind of opponent who is a little spewy. So, I might, so I'm going to call at least sometimes here with a hand like this. But yeah, I'm going to raise this hand a lot too. Because we don't have that many obvious raises besides this. We've got the, the big combo draws. We have top two. We Sets. have pocket sevens. A little bit of jacks and a little bit of kings. But those are a lot of four bets. Pre-flop, those yeah. two hands. So it's just really king, jack, pocket sevens, and the big combo draws. Yeah. And then some air, I guess. Like a few, a few gutters, right? Mm-hmm. So it's nice to have a little more value there if we want to have some more gutter air raises, basically. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, bottom two just kind of begs to be raised in most cases, uh-huh. especially, I mean, like, on this board. And think how beautiful it is, like, if we have, like, ace-queen of clubs, ace-ten of clubs, queen-ten of clubs. Like, there's some, there's some really nice queen-nine of clubs, ace-nine of clubs we could even decide to raise if we Eight-nine. I know, mean, there's a lot. And, yeah, by the way, eight-nine, not of clubs. Queen-ten, not of clubs. There's a lot of options here if we want to take them. Yeah. Anyway, Garrett doesn't. Okay. He takes the option of call. Fair enough. You should take the option of click the link. Click the link. Yeah. Well, thank you for mirroring me. I did that perfectly. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. Click the link in the description that brings you to Nitrogen Sports because that will grant you access to our Poker Guys special stuff, which is like a big room full of cool things like like fruit by the foot, stuff like that. You fruit know, by the foot? I guess you're not in the same generation as me. You don't know what fruit by the foot is? Yeah. It's like... Uh, 90s candy 
that it comes in. Oh. It's like it's like unraveling yeah. a coiled belt, except it's all just a yes. sugary paste. <laughs> Yeah, you, it's like a fruit roll-up that goes on forever. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, when you said fruit by the foot, I was picturing like a servant with an apple by your by your shoes. Like, you know, that, as they ah. take off your shoes, fruit by the foot. But yeah, no, I, I'm with you. So that's one of the things you might find at Nitrogen. I'm not sure if you can find that still. You mm. can definitely find the Poker Guys Monthly Tournament, which has an automatic overlay, Jonathan. Ding, 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 ding. 40% <laughs> or more of the prize pool is contributed by Nitrogen because yeah. they don't like money and they like you. That's pretty sweet. What a combination. Yeah, I love that. Date someone like that. Yeah. Don't marry them. <laughs> no. But date them for yeah. sure. Yeah. Exactly. That's my advice. <laughs> they also, for the people who use the link, do March Madness brackets where they throw in free prizes for, mm-hmm. for $0 entry. Uh, same with uh, NFL Survivor Pools. They do all sorts of stuff like that. It's, it's an incredible time to be alive and be on the Nitrogen Sports Poker platform. And sometime, it's, been, it's now been about 15 minutes. So sometime between now and the year 2026, I'm relatively certain... Things are going to go south. So you might as well get your fun <laughs> while you can. Is it going to be an asteroid? Will we just all turn on each other? I mean, global war. Oh, seems like the- remember the tomorrow war? They came from the ice grant. Oh, yeah. It's- spoilers. Yep. Big spoiler. That really changes the whole movie. Yeah, that movie that. sucks. I saw that movie. It's terrible. Um, Nitrogen sports. Better than the tomorrow war. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Because, you know. I but- want to do a podcast where we... Where we- make fun of terrible movies. I know there are podcasts like that already, so we can't really do it, but I want to do it like for the Tomorrow War. We'll never, we'll never be as good as How Did This Get Made. I know, but I want to do a Tomorrow War podcast real bad now. Because <laughs> it's uh, that would be so much fun. Because I could, we could do a t- we could do ten episodes on the Tomorrow War and how dumb it is. I think. And all of the plot holes and yeah. the, and the stupid decisions made. I by think the we could do a whole forty five minutes on him diving after his daughter. Yeah, yeah. When yeah. the aliens are dragging her down, and he has the one key to save humanity, and if he just doesn't move for another five seconds, he will go back in time and be able to save the world, including his daughter. And instead, he dives after her. By the way, he dives. It's like a two hundred foot drop <laughs> into about a thousand aliens <laughs> for no reason. He's, yeah. She's already dead. I There's mean, no saving her at this point. It's I amazing. Mean, how about we <laughs> instead of drafting the people into the future, we spend time like preparing for the arrival of the aliens? We have thirty years. It but, seems like a good idea. Yeah. Oh, and not telling the people what the aliens look like because it might scare them. It's a draft. They have to go anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh... That's a hell of a movie. Any, anyway, they're making a sequel. Nitrogen Sports. <laughs> Better than the Tomorrow War. It is, yeah. Use the link in the description when you sign up. Okay. All right. King Jack 7, two clubs. Garrett's got Jack 7 of spades, and he's got Ace Queen, one club. 51 50 in the pot. Turn is the Nine of Diamonds. Okay. Semi coordinated card. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, not as bad for Garrett as an Ace Queen King. Those seem like the scariest cards that aren't also clubs, you know? Uh, uh, yeah. King, especially. But it's still it's in that category of not loving it for Garrett. Yeah, we don't love a ten either. No, uh, but yeah, I feel you. But Same still, category. Yeah, similar category to a ten. Yeah. Uh, all right. Should Andy keep going? Oh man, um, my first inclination is no. Eight ten gets there. Queen ten gets there. Jack nine suited gets there. King nine suited if it's there gets there. Seven nine suited gets there. I think Garrett has all of these in his range. Yep. Uh, do we believe... Okay, we have not picked up any equity, no. right? Uh, we've lost equity because a card has come that hasn't helped us with equity yeah. at all. We still have the gutter to the nuts, which is good. Um, we block the nuts with the queen. That's the reason to bet, I think. Those two things are a reason to bet. Uh, but is it enough of a reason? Like, do we believe we can get Garrett to fold enough of his range here? Is a queen the best blocker here? 
Interesting question. It does block the nuts, but does that mean it's the best blocker? Well, for us to rep something, yeah. that's where it's good, right? Because if Garrett has like King Queen himself, he's going to be holding on more. Yeah. Jack Queen, even, he can hold on more with the, you know, with the boat. And he doesn't have that, that much Queen 10 when he three bets pre flop. He has some, I know. but not that I much. I agree. I agree. But he does block Garrett from having Queen 10, who, who does have a, yeah. uh, probably all the Queen 10. Yeah. So that's good. That, 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 that does have some value. And we yeah. do have a draw to the nuts, too. That said, are we getting Garrett to fold enough? If we bet, what hands are we trying to get to fold? Ace-Jack. Ace-Jack. Is Queen-Jack going to fold? Probably not. I don't think it can. No, with the gut shot. Um, no king is going to fold. Never. Is Ace-Jack going to fold? <sighs> maybe. Close. That's a maybe. It's close. Clubs? Can we get clubs to fold if they don't have anything else going on? If they have if it's like nothing, four or five of clubs? I think nothing else going on. They'll, well, they won't call. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to fold, but they ain't calling. So they're probably going to fold a lot and sometimes raise us, which would be kind of a disaster. It's kind of a random raise, though, with four or five of clubs. You don't block anything. It's not a yeah. good hand to it's, raise. Yeah, it's just like it's a semi-bluff. Yeah. You know? I do have some outs. Yeah. That's all it is. Um, that's true. Um, I would think mostly, like, I don't think Garrett has that much, um, like, weak club action only, though. He's got some. All right. So let's talk about the candidates of hands that we maybe, maybe, maybe okay. can fold out. Ace-Jack. Six seven suited, sure. Seven eight suited. Well, it's now got a gutter. Do we have a chance to fold it out though? It's not a good. Gutter. We have a chance. Yeah. So so basically, any of Garrett's sevens. If he has a seven suited, the problem is Garrett being in position, us being this deep, he may just be able to call with anything that's got any kind of a lifeline. You know, where he's like, I can sometimes blow you off. Better hands. You know, I can. Ch- if you check, I can check back sometimes. If I think I I don't need to blow you off, better hands. You know, like. I think it's it's harder to move him because we're deep and he's in position, which we've already seen, by the way, with the preflop call. So, so do I'm we think it's better that. just to check and just fold if Garrett bets? I mean, that's my that's my initial thought. Now, I wonder if Garrett had ace jack here, if I'd be feeling the same way. You know, yeah. it's like I do know that Garrett is obviously not going to fold this hand, right? So, um, but still, I would like to have a little more going on with this board to bet again. Here, we only have one card to come. It's cool we block the nuts. It is cool. It helps. Maybe this that's a, enough of a reason. It's a better hand to bet than fives. I mean, Garrett maybe really does have to fold a lot of his... I mean, the problem is almost all his jacks, except for ace-jack, are kind of have to hang on, right? Yeah. Unless he's got, like, jack-six suited, which we don't think he's supposed to have ever. Yeah, but he might because he has jacks up. Yeah, but, if he, but all the other jacks have to hold on, and ace-jack may hold on, too. It might. Ugh. I don't know, man. Just check the, fold. Here, a question. Does Garrett have pocket fives and then call once on the flop to see what we do on the turn? Maybe. If he has all of the pocket pairs, then it makes betting a lot more attractive. Then I, then I like it more, too. And yeah. ace-queen is a much better hand to bet than if we had one of the pocket pairs because we at least block some of the combos that Garrett would have that interact with the board more. And we've got more outs to beat him if we were somehow yeah. behind. Uh, if we had, like, pocket fours and he had pocket sixes. Yeah. Like, you know, instead of having two outs, we've got ten. Yeah. Like, that's pretty great so i guess so andy does bet and i think it comes down to if garrett has the under pairs or not if he does have the under pairs i like the bet if mm-hmm. he doesn't i don't like the bet he probably has the under pairs he <laughs> probably has them i think he calls once on the flap it's only 1200 in position he's just gonna fold a pair i don't know like in most cases i fold deuces there yeah to the super wide guy who has some give ups on the turn I don't know how many give ups. It puts you in like what? Are, what are you hoping for? I mean, just, you're hoping you're hoping the super wide guy is going to check all the way down. You hope sometimes he checks. Also, you're aware that when you hit a deuce, you get to win a big pot a lot, and you're in position and you're deep enough that maybe it's okay. 
I'm stretching here. I admit. You really are. I admit. Um, I, my inclination, though, is that guy, people don't fold one pair very often on the flop, even in three-bet pots. I'm a huge uh, fan of folding under pairs on this board yeah. in a three-bet pot. It's love a really, it. It's a I really, love folding under pairs in this spot. It feels so much better than calling with under pairs in yeah. this spot. It's a really wet board. It's a dynamic board. It's one where, even if we're ahead right now, we're often not going to be ahead by the river. Yeah. That's all true. And that's a reason of, to fold. I'm just wondering if Garrett's actually doing that. Because he called the Jack Seven suited, so I don't know what the hell's going on. And like, I'm a, so I'm a little more open to him like being sticky. I guess maybe I would fold. Yeah. I, I, I haven't mean, seen evidence of Garrett calling in a spot like that. Yeah, this is why I, I, I lean towards Andy checking rather than betting here because yeah. I, I'm suspicious that these are really here. Even if they're here, I don't know if it's a great idea to bet. <laughs> I think if they're here, it's fine to bet. Uh, I think if he has all combos of deuces through sixes, it's fine to bet. Mm, all of them. Why wouldn't he? I don't know. Because he's not raising those on the flop. No, of course not. And he's not folding them pre-flop. Nope. So he has all of them. Not necessarily. How does he not? He might decide to call with some under pairs, but feel like too many is too many. Ah, okay. You know, to be more balanced with what he's calling with. He can call with some of them. I don't know. And maybe they're ones that have a club in them to block clubs or something like that. I'm just making stuff up here. Yeah. Uh, All that said... So, so, okay. So we don't really know what Garrett's range is here, actually, right? We're We're making stuff up. Based on the... What current information we do have, as Andy, do you want to bet the turn? No. Right, me either. But if I had the inkling that he had a smattering of underpairs, then I would want to bet yeah, the turn. Yeah, because you get all those to fold, and that's... If, if you were correct for a second, deuces, threes, fours, fives, and sixes, that's 30 combos that we're almost always going to get a fold out yeah. of on a turn. And then... Do we get folds out of much else? Six, seven suited. Ace, seven suited? Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe seven, eight suited. Maybe. Maybe ace, jack suited. Maybe seven, nine suited if we're getting... Oh, no, not oh. seven, nine. That's two pair. Um, it's touchy. Yeah. It's close, even in that case. But I guess, I guess it's okay to... I think it's justifiable with the draw and the equity right. against those types of hands that we have. We also need to have a plan, though. Like, what are we... Are we, are we sh- betting rivers? If we... Obviously, I think we it really... I think we... Honestly, I don't think we need to have... A really solid plan. If if we say okay, Garrett has like half of those under pairs. Yeah, comb- combinatorially, I'm okay with betting now and figuring it out on the river. Just like see see what the card is and see how we feel about it. And you well, know. okay, but l- why can't we do that now before it comes? Like, can't we say like, all right, let's say a brick comes? Oh, I think we're mostly giving up. Okay, so like the three of diamonds comes, you mostly want to yeah. check. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Um. I think we're mostly giving up too. If we get called again, we feel like we're. It's like, even though we mentioned some other stuff, there's a lot of like kings, yeah, um, that are maybe just going to hold on against us, right? Yeah, and, and, and Ace Jack may hold on too if the if the if the board doesn't get any scarier. Well, more like Jack Ten because we're hoping to fold out Ace Jack. We're hoping this. to, but yeah. we don't know that we will. Yeah. yeah. Either way, any bets. I think it's fine if Garrett yeah. has under pairs. If Garrett never has under pairs, I think it's bad. Okay. Cool. All right. Time to raise now, or is this nine a little too scary for Garrett? So, so Andy bets 3,200 yes. into 5,150. Um, this is kind of a scary card. A little bit. Like, Andy absolutely can have queen 10. Not all of them, but some of them. Right? Andy betting again. Okay, I can think of hands we're losing to, right? We're losing to pocket nines. We're losing to pocket kings. We're losing to king jack. We're losing to king nine, uh, which maybe even king nine off is there. I don't know, but there's certainly... Uh, three combos of king nine suited because it's the king and nine of diamonds on the board. Yeah, um, I don't know if he can have king seven. He can. He can. There's only one 
combo pocket sevens and one combo pocket jack. So we're not really worried about that. Yeah. But these are all, there's a bunch of stuff we're losing to. If we raise, are we getting action from pocket aces? That's, that's the key question. I don't think we are. Aces and ace king. I think they're folding. Queen 10 just got there. I think they're folding. Yeah, I think. Yeah, that's. I mean, it is a wet ass board. There's two diamonds, two clubs. Wet ass board. But my guess is aces are just going to be like, I have better hands. I think Andy would call with aces. Oh, well, if Andy would call, then we can consider raising. It re- I think it, that, that is a key question. I think another key question is how frequently is Andy double barreling without having anything? Yeah. And if it's pretty frequently, then calling is better. Yeah. When we say anything, do you mean like, does ace queen count as anything? Yeah, yeah. I think okay. it's basically not having anything. Okay. Because he's got very few outs. Yeah. At least against this hand. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like we don't care about an ace or a queen. Right. Obviously. If we could see everything. Um, my inclination is to call here much more than to raise, I think, now that we're here. I agree. I think the flop was more the time to raise. Yep. Like it's stronger to raise now, which means we're going to get called by a tighter range, which now is going to shrink up some of the hands that we would have wanted to call us. Yeah. We're going to lose some of those hands, and all the hands we don't want to call us are definitely not folding. Yep. And some of the hands that we're beating are still going to call us for sure, but maybe not a lot of them anymore. And so like our, our big chance to raise, I think, was before, as the board has gotten a little scarier, I think it's different. You know, if it's the three of diamonds on the turn instead of the nine of diamonds, I think we could really reasonably consider raising still. Yeah, I think you're right. Much, much safer, better card to raise. And now we could be denying some equity. We could be charging him. We could do all sorts of cool things with that. Give him a chance to lose his mind. All, yeah. all sorts of great things. But now I just want to call. I'm going to do something for the longtime listeners here. Oh, baby. Quick thought experiment. What? We used to do these all the time. Where's the drop? Thought experiment. There it is. Yeah, that's the one. All right. All right, we're Garrett. We call. Okay. Seven comes on the river. We raise in if Andy bets pot. Okay, we're losing to nine nine, the one combo of Jack Jack, King King. Yep. That's it, right? King, I guess King, king seven. seven, yeah. I guess King Seven. Um, we can probably mostly throw that out, but I guess you can have a little bit yeah. of King Seven. Okay. There's only, there's very few of that, of yep. course, but there's some. Um, what are we getting called by if we get if we raise? Um, if he somehow has like, I don't know if he ever has a seven here. Doesn't seem likely. Like, would he really bet flop and turn with a seven? I don't feel like he maybe would. one bet, but probably not two. Yeah, right. Um, okay, he could have queen ten though. That could that could call us. Right? Yeah, but the three bet pre flop. How many combos does he really have of queen ten? It's unlikely that he has a huge amount. Um, Although him and Garrett play a lot, have a lot of dynamics, so maybe he's got more than the average Joe, but I can't still. give him more than two or three combos of it. Yeah, let's give him three. I mean, but whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, what else can call us besides that? I don't think that we want to raise called. king can really call. If they bet pot. And then we raise? Yeah. They're definitely folding. Yeah. That board is super rough. Super, super rough. Same story if a jack comes? I mean, a jack is better. Right now we can get, I think we, I think, oh, the, this is your question. Yeah. Because yeah. now pocket nines at least can call. Yeah. So that's something. That's three more combos that we would want to call and, and will call. Um, and what are we losing king, to now? He could have king jack now though, which is too bad because he doesn't have really that much king seven as compared mm, to king jack. Right. There is, again, not that many combos of king jack. There's three. Yeah. Uh, left. And then there's three combos of king king and we beat everything else. So. Yeah. Maybe we have to raise that because we're only losing to six combos. Mm-hmm. I think we probably have to raise it. Also, this goes to our benefit is if Andy bets pot on the river, we only basically have a, 
a reasonable raise left. You know, we don't have, we're not like super, super deep where like, oh my God, we made a raise and Andy just shoved on us and now it sucks. You know, like we can only lose the 500 blinds. If he bets pot on the river, yeah. Yeah. So that makes me want to, you know, I think we have to raise a jack. But not a seven. Probably not a seven. Okay. Do you agree with that? I mean, that's o- I mean it's only adding three, com- three yeah. more combos from one column to the other. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. We're only losing to six combos. Are we not going to raise when we're only losing to six combos? It feels like it's a problem for this iterated game we're playing with Andy, too. Yeah. Like, we need to be able to show him that we can raise with not the nuts and still a very strong hand. Deep stack told him so precarious. Yeah, it is. But if you play too careful and too tight, they will eat you alive. Yeah. Especially the Andes of the world. Like, yes. he doesn't have to have as good of a fundamental understanding as you, the listener. Andy could just be completely unaware of GTO concepts, and he could eat you alive in 500 big blind deep because he's okay with putting the money in. Exactly. Yeah. You're just like, oh, I don't know. I don't have the right blockers. And every time he's like, well, yeah. I have sort of a blocker. Let's go. Yeah. You know, I don't care. You look a little scared. I'm. Do raising. you want to lose this money, buddy? Yeah. Have fun. Yeah. 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 Do you even are you are you even going to really pay attention to these concepts that you claim to understand? Yeah. Sucker. When I put a hundred thousand dollar bet in front of you, you yeah. know, it's like hard to call. Right. So it's real money. You know. Yeah. So him being price insensitive, it feels like in this way, or maybe that's the wrong. That's term really wrong. Andy's superpower. It seems like it's yeah. one of his superpowers. I agree. Yeah. And maybe that's because he's really rich, or maybe it's because he just doesn't care. Right. That, by the way, is both a superpower as well as an Achilles heel in life, but we'll talk about that another time. Right. I mean, in a deep stack cash game, it's got to have yes. value over most of the field. No question. Yeah. No question. Anyway, Garrett ends up just calling the $3,200 bet on cool. the turn. Thought experiment over. Good, good thought experiment. Thank you. 11550 in the pot. We've got the board of King of Diamonds, Jack of Clubs, Seven of Clubs, Nine of Diamonds. Garrett has Jack, Seven of Spades for two pair. Andy has Ace, Queen for nothing but a gut shot. Mm. Rivers the four of spades. Yes. Brickiest brick. That is, that should not change anything, Grant. It, it never does. It's really hard to imagine anything changing. So Andy checks. I think okay. this is a good decision. I think, I think he was putting Garrett on under pairs sometimes, and he's like, okay, this is a time to give up. At least I, if I bet again, what am I targeting? Because he doesn't have the under pairs anymore. I mean, now you're targeting all the non-king queens of the world plus, right? Which is really... Like, and King-10. I mean, Garrett's going to call with King-10. Because he blocks the stuff yeah. he wants to block. That's fair. Um, so you're, the non-kings. You're, yeah. you're targeting all the jacks and sevens and maybe even nine, eight nines, ten nines that call the flop. But you're not gutter. really sure the sevens are even here anymore. Yep. We're not sure. But that's what you'd be targeting. Yeah. And you could get some of those. I mean, a bunch of those hands will fold. It might be worth it. But... It seems a little thin to try. I agree. Like, So I think... I think if you're going to take an aggressive action, another barrel is not a good one. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just want to be like, all right, all right, this isn't working. I see yeah. that. I see that now. The thing, of course, you don't want to have happen is for him to uh, have like the nut flush draw that's like the ace, ten of clubs or something like that and like, you know, bluff us on the river. I mean, this happens so rarely. Yeah. We have the queen of clubs in our hand, which also blocks some of the stuff that yeah. he would have that, you know, would be bluffs. Right, I mean, ace queen of clubs really comes to mind because I don't, queen ten is obviously yeah a straight, and then I don't. I guess he has queen eight. He definitely has queen eight of yeah. clubs, and that would be yeah. he might play it just like this. But that's two combos. Yep. Um, anyway, Andy checks. As Garrett, you have to bet. What are you putting Andy on? Um, I think Andy can have uh, queens here. I think he can have ace, king, or aces. I think ace, king, or aces is more likely than queens, but I, I think he might bet a, a really coordinated board where he blocks all the most important stuff on the turn. Yeah. Uh, 
at least some of the time. Yeah. But I think mostly we're targeting Ace-King. It feels mm-hmm. like Ace-King's the hand, right? Yeah. To me. Um, and, I mean, the, the club's missed. I think we're going to get called a fair amount of the time by Ace-King. We should bet. Size it up? Or do you want to go smaller? I want to bet enough that it doesn't feel like... Milking? I'm trying to make it, I'm trying to make it easy for Ace-King to call yeah. against a guy like Andy. I think that's a mistake. I think we should size it up so that way he's like, so we can really have bluffs. Because I think these guys play big stack poker and they don't make bets, small bets. They make big polarizing bets against yeah. each other. So let's do some version of that. I think it's anywhere from like 75% of the pot to 1.5 times the pot. It's fine. Okay. Well, Garrett does bet in between that range. Yeah. 10K into the 11.5. That sounds like a perfectly good number. I really like it. Ace King probably has to call 10,000, yeah. right? And, but because there really could be a bluff there. I like it. But Andy doesn't have ace-king. He has ace-queen. Right. But so, so, of course, he shoves. Of course he shoves. For 50K. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, let's talk about it. So the first thing, I guess, if you're Andy, let's start with, like, why are we shoving here? Okay. I mean, we have a queen that blocks queen 10. I guess that's good. I'd rather have two queens. We have the queen of clubs, which blocks really only ace, queen of clubs, and queen, eight of clubs. But we don't want to block those hands. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, so there's that. Yeah. So we block the nuts. Uh, we also have a club which blocks a little bit of the club stuff. Yeah. Mm, which isn't as good. Uh, here's the only reason I can really think to shove, because... I mean, having the queen is, is sort of good, yeah. right? That, that should point us at least in the direction of maybe we should make a play here. Yeah. Garrett doesn't seem to have that many super strong hands, right? Because like, he didn't raise. He didn't raise on this super wet board at any point, right? So how can he be super strong? It seems like, as Andy, you would know that he can be because yes. you've played with him a million times. But he's, on, he's less likely. He is be, less right? likely to have a two-pair plus hand because of the way he played the hand. Right. So it's, it's a little easier to put him on something like king-queen going for thin value. Exactly. Yeah. Would he actually bet king-queen going for thin value? Like, we're, we're targeting ace-king yeah, here ourselves. maybe not. This is a problem. Yeah. Huh. So what is Garrett supposed to have? Uh, see, now I don't like it. I liked it until, we, until I asked that question. Now I don't know what the hell. When he decides to bet, what's he targeting? I don't believe he's going to bet king-queen for value at all here. Yeah. How can he bet king-queen for value? Seems unlikely. Ace-king's checking, right? Yeah, and Andy's not going to probably check call queens. He might turn that into a bluff, and you block queens anyway with king-queen. Okay, if we know ace-king isn't checking, if we know Andy's actually the type, and we have seen Andy overvalue hands on the flop, at like yeah. one pair, like three bet on the flop with like jack-7 on a jack-high board. We've seen him do, or jack-10 on a jack-high yeah. board. We've literally seen him do that. If we know he's just going to go bet, bet, bet with a hand as strong as ace-king, I guess we can show up with king-queen. But to get value out of king-10... I mean, it's super it's thin. It's very thin, yeah. Ace jacked at bet twice. Thin. I don't even know if he's betting king 10 on the turn. So when he Andy, might check it. So when Andy shoves, he's targeting two pair. He's trying to get two pair to fold. Now it feels, I don't know if he is, but he, it feels like that's what he should be targeting. Yeah. And you're sitting there like, what two pair? Okay, the obvious two pair is like jack nine suited to me. Or king jack. King Jack. King Jack's more apt to raise, you would, you would assume. Now, we saw he didn't raise. Yeah, with Jack 7. King Jack is more of a call on the flop to me because you block all the things that mm. can call you. Mm, that's fair. Um, you can... Yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, okay, I mean, there's, there's... It's weird to target two pair here. It just seems like a strange thing to target something that strong. Maybe we feel like, though, it's two pair and almost never a set. 
Maybe we feel like a set is just raising a lot more of the time. Because it's like a set of sevens or a set of nines usually, right? If it's a set. And those are just going to show up. They're just going to be more aggressive and show their teeth a little bit. Maybe. <laughs> you don't seem to agree with that. I, huh? I, I don't know if I can decide that Garrett's going to do it that way. Yeah. You know? I don't know either. I mean, he, he, we both thought he probably should be raising jack seven a lot of yeah. the top and didn't. So pocket sevens isn't that wildly different. Obviously, right. it's different, but not wildly different. Um, yeah, I feel like we're targeting the wrong ranges, Andy. Yeah. I think the thought process that he did have, which I do like, is that the range that's going to call the turn as Garrett is going to be tough to get to fold with just a simple third barrel. So if I actually want to get that range to fold, I have to do something a little bit flashier. Yeah. Which Andy certainly accomplishes by check shoving. But I don't know if Garrett even has king-queen, like we're saying. So that's a problem because we're beating all of his bluffs. If we want to put more money in, we can call instead of do this. Unless we think we can fold out two pair. Here's what we could be attacking. Okay, we check and Garrett bets and we're like, we don't, as Andy... I don't think you've got very much two pair because you would have raised earlier. Okay. Let's say that's in your head. Um, you're betting as a bluff, though, because you've got like seven, eight. And you're trying to like fold out a slightly better hand. Something yeah. like that. That's all I can come up with. So this would work against that. And we can't call with the yeah. ace queen against that range. We, and, but this would work specifically against that part of the range. But that's it. There's no, I don't see any that's other pretty, value in this that's play. That's a pretty thin slice. Yeah, it is. I don't like it. I think we should be not doing this because... Because Ace-King feels like such an obvious check here on the river, right? Yeah. Like all the draws, not all the draws, some of the draws missed. Yep. I'll give you a chance to bluff with those. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard for me to keep getting value out of anything but King-Queen. Right. Maybe King-10. Yep. Everything else is probably going to fold if I bet anyway. I block those things. But if I check, the world's, the world's your oyster, Garrett. Take a shot, you know, and I can call. Yeah. And it's fine. And I get to pot control when we're this deep. So it feels like Ace-King is a pretty straightforward check. Mm-hmm. But maybe Andy's not like that. Maybe Andy is betting ace-king going really thin. Maybe. Going for king-queen and king-ten, and maybe even ace-jacks sometimes. Yeah, but I don't think Garrett... The, the problem is I don't think Garrett's betting king-queen or king-ten. Well, no, the thing is, if, if Andy's betting ace-king, then Garrett can bet king-queen. To get called by? King-ten and things that believe the club's missed, and that's what Garrett has. Because I, I don't know what else. And like these the, the, weird, the weird one-pair and gut-shot hands. That's three-bet and then barreled twice. Well, yeah, they're not air. Garrett isn't calling down with air, right? No, I'm talking about Andy's hand that Garrett can get called by if Garrett has king 10. Right. No, no, right. He's called queens, ace jack, stuff like that, that believes that Garrett now has a parent and gut shot that's trying to fold this out or miss clubs. Seems awful like to that. bet ace jack on the turn if you're I, Andy. I agree. But, you know, I don't agree with everything Andy does, and I don't, I don't know what Andy has. I don't know what Andy's always doing with ace jack on the, in these spots. Yeah, I think... I think Andy fancied himself. He fancied played himself. Yeah, me like, too. This is a, this is a I, weird story. I, I don't believe Garrett's betting King, Queen, or King, 10. I just don't. Right. I, I don't think so either. I yeah. think he's going to check back probably pretty quickly. Yeah. Not be like, oh, no, I'm missing out on values. Like, yeah, sometimes I, sometimes I barely got him, and, and he folds those hands anyway. If he's yeah. King, 10, he might fold anyway, right? So if I bet here. Yeah. So whatever. Yeah, All I right. agree. So we don't think this is a well-thought-out enough play by Andy. I don't believe it is based on at least this part of the conversation. Okay. Nonetheless, it's not a fun spot for Garrett. I mean, this is the wrong hand to have here, right? Yeah. Like, you want to have king-queen now, because you want to block pocket kings and queen-ten. Yeah. Yeah. King-queen is a much better hand to call with than this hand. We block jack-jack. We block seven-seven. Yeah. That's cool. We don't block 
queen 10. We don't block king king. Yeah. We don't block, well, we block king jack. We don't block nine nine. Would Andy play any of these hands this way? Like, I often, obviously sometimes people are going to check raise the river and have it. But often when, they, when people have the initiative, like Andy does in this hand, and they have a monster, they almost always just bet the river rather than check. But it is evidence in just the last Andy Garrett hand we did that Andy sometimes does check with a monster and with the intention of check raising. Yes. And he did it with aces. Um, that wasn't on, it wasn't on the river. No, but it's at least similar. You know, there's evidence. There's evidence, but I really feel like it's different. Like, um, like somebody, like river check raises specifically from someone who's been showing strength the whole way. So you think Andy is this transparent that he only has a bluff here? I'm not saying only. Okay. I'm saying I'm wondering if he's unbalanced. That's possible. Spewy Andy? Yeah, I think it's fucking possible. Oh, yeah, it's possible. Okay, but let's <laughs> so talk about this ahead. from the Garrett's hand perspective. Like, okay. where does this fall in our distribution? Right. That's the next question. Well, we don't know really what Garrett's raising on the flop anymore because we would have thought he's raising this hand yes, on the flop. We... I got to believe he's got some raises on this flop. Yes, but he has some sets in his range that he gets here this way with. A few, but yeah. not a whole lot, right? He doesn't really have almost any king-king or any jack-jack. He's got a tiny, tiny, tiny yeah. bit because he had to call pre and not four-bet, and then he had to call on the flop and call on the turn with them. Yeah. So just the littlest bit of those. Sevens is the only set that really can show up here with Nines? Any. Oh, I guess nines can show up. You're right. Yeah. Nines can show up here. Nines makes the most sense. Yeah. Really. He might even raise nines on the turn, though, yeah. a fair amount of the time, right? You're like, I mean, yeah, I'm screwed sometimes, but, like, it's pretty good. What's a better hand to call with? We, we yeah. thought that king-queen is a better hand to call with than this. We don't think Garrett's betting king-queen. Um, if Garrett had ace-king, is that better hand to call with than this because he blocked a set of kings? I don't think so. I think we're just as... I think, I'd rather block two of the full houses yeah. than one. Because Andy having sets. sevens and jacks feels just as... Well, it's all the same. No full houses, just sets. Sets. Okay, yeah. you're right. But still, same idea. Yeah. But we'd rather have a ten in our hand than any of that, right? Or a queen. Yeah. Both are better. Yeah. Uh, so where does this fall in? If we're, if we're checking back king-queen, this is like wh- almost the next best hand we can bet. Or the next, the next best. Like seven-nine, yeah. we... Best. It's better. This is better than... From, from a point of view of Garrett betting the, the river for yeah. value, right? Like, he might bet, he bets this hand, he might bet 7-9 suited. Yeah. But I don't think he's betting any worse hands than that because we think he's checking king-queen. Yeah. Right? So this is the second worst hand we can show up with from a value point of view. Yeah. Now we do block sets. Cool. But every other hand's going to block sets also then, yeah. right? We probably have queen-10 in our range. We probably play queen-10 like this sometimes. Yes, some of the time we Eight, do. 8-10 also. Yep, we definitely have those in our range. We have, as you said, a set of nines. We don't really have sets of kings or jacks. Um, so from a distribution point of view, are we supposed to fold this hand? Maybe. Maybe. But it's Andy. Well, yeah. It's freaking Andy. Like, is there a chance that Andy is really in just la-la land and, and doing this with aces for value? You know, I just want to say... It seems impossible. I don't believe that. Okay. Also, I want to say we're saying we'd rather have a queen or a ten or a hand, but we really can't have a queen or a ten or a hand on this river now that we've been shoved. Well, up. Now that we've bet. Right. Yeah. So we can actually throw those hands out when we're yeah. figuring out our distribution, right? We're only talking about two pair plus hands. Yeah. So, so what hands do we actually have? We have sets of nines, sets of sevens, jack seven suited, nine seven suited, jack nine suited. Those are the most obvious hands we have. And they all and block some, the same amount of combos, yeah, basically. It's all the same. And we have some king jack, of yeah. course, too. Um, that might be it. 
So then we have the second worst hand in our distribution. Maybe we have king four suited once in a while. Okay, we can have king four suited. Maybe maybe if he can call that preflop. If he calls it preflop, he sure. can have that. Well, that's um, better than this hand too. Yep, that's two uh, two combos only though. Uh, but the only the only type of combo worse is seven nine suited. Right. We don't have seven so four so this, so this is so this is further. This is pretty far down in our distribution. Yeah, actually. Uh, okay. So next question. What do we want to do? This is pretty far down. So game theory, a straight up game theory thing is probably a fold is my guess. Yes. So what we want to do, I think, might have to do with that we've just called twice and Andy's going to smell blood. And like we might have to call with all of these hands. That's what I'm wondering. Yeah. Do we just have to be like, well. And he's not going to put us on two pair because we never raised. So he's capping us at one pair, even if it doesn't make sense for us to play one pair this way in the moment. Maybe he didn't put that together. We have to call with all of the hands that we played this way. <laughs> That's just how it is. I mean, that may be the case. All right? the value hands, at least. I will say, so I'm watching this hand play out because I watched this yesterday when someone suggested it on Discord. And, uh, and Garrett does five minutes of tanking. Yeah. And I am sure, having watched Garrett play against Andy and against big river bats, big river shoves and stuff like that. He kind of always falls in this spot is my inclination. And maybe that isn't true, but like I've seen enough hands where he folds. I was assuming he was going to fold. I'm mm-hmm. like, he's folding. Come on, Garrett. I know you're going to fold. Like this is also, you don't block the stuff you want to block. You're yeah. folding. But of course he knows that he can't block the stuff he wants to block. Right. He's, he's blocking as much as he can block. Right. So, so that's kind of interesting. Um, but I was sure he was going to fold, but he doesn't, but he doesn't. He, he calls. calls instead. So, that, it sort of goes back to what you were saying of maybe he's just like, I underrepped my hand. Andy's a little spewy. Fuck it. Like, so he's calling with enough. all of his value and folding all of his bluffs, Ooh. which really hurts Andy's play because Andy's beating all of his bluffs, unless he's bluffing something like 7-8 suited. Right. Now, yeah. This goes back to that question. Like, if he's actually betting a bunch of those kinds of hands, and I don't know how many he can have, yeah. but if he has more than we think, or a bunch of them, and he's bluffing with almost all of them, Maybe this play is actually okay. I mean, there's not Seems that many hard. combos. There's three combos of seven, eight suited. Then you, know. what else? Eight, nine suited, I guess. Like I really worry, as Andy, nine, that we are, suited. we are absolutely doing this wrong. <laughs> ace four of clubs? Maybe. Maybe you can have ace four of clubs. We get to get him to fold out a four. <laughs> I mean, because he rivered a four. He might just check that back. Yeah. But he might bet that as a bluff. And we get to fold that out. But like... We can just fold the hand. Yeah. We don't have to do all this. This feels like unnecessary. This, this hand is felt unnecessary from the turn on to me. Yeah. And maybe you can make a case that the turn is a fine bet. It's at least okay. Yeah. The river feels really unnecessary. We, we haven't put that much money into this pot, actually. We put in, what, 4500 and then another twelve. We put in 5700 and Andy then puts in, you know, $50,000 more on top of the 5700 Well, like 45000 more. Okay, yeah. forty five more. Um, and he's doing it, I guess, because he just thinks Garrett hasn't shown enough strength. Yeah. And this four shouldn't improve him, which is actually not unreasonable yeah. unto itself. And I think in big tournament spots, that's going to work a lot. Sure. Like, if this is the main event and it's day five, Jack Seven's absolutely folding. Yeah. Like, almost everyone's folding Jack Seven here. Well, they may not folding, bet Jack Seven. They're folding preflop. They're folding preflop for sure. Um, but they're def- if somehow they get here, they're folding the river. Yeah. Right? That's just happening. Um, but this ain't that. So... I don't know. This just feels like another example of Andy being too spewy to me. It, may, it might be. It might now, be. maybe if Garrett finds the fold, we're like, yeah, Andy could sense it, that Garrett wasn't strong yeah. enough, and it was brilliant. And this goes back to Garrett actually talks about this at the end of the, 
the video, he, he sort of looks at the camera and says, when the, everyone's gone, isn't like in front of Andy. <laughs> but he says, like, you know, the line between genius and idiot is so close here. That was basically a 50-50 for me, and I could have easily folded. Mm-hmm. And then Andy looks smart, and I look dumb. So We'll see what the solver thinks. Oh, I can't wait. Still stuff from that turkey, so it's been a while since uh, we actually did this hand. Uh, Between the time that we did this hand and Danny sent the solver, we ate a bunch of Thanksgiving food and forgot all about it. I, I like, went to the East Coast for two weeks in between since the last part of this recording and what we're doing right now, so... You know, we don't remember all the nuance, but that's okay because we're just going to go over the solver. We're just going to give you the solver up, and you're going to love it. You're gonna, you're gonna be glad we did because we're going to bring Verve and Panache. We are going to bring the Verve, and it's bittersweet symphony. Nice. Perhaps I'm a lucky man. It's the second most popular song of the. Oh, verve. is it? Yeah. Thank you for explaining that. Yeah, you're welcome. I, I don't think I don't that. think most people would have under, knew, known that. And Whoa. Knew that not, sentence? Knew that. <laughs> it's also been a while since I've podcasted at all, so yeah. my talking abilities are a bit diminished. Yes. Yes, they are. No talk good anymore. Danny Sprung. Boom. He sent us this work. He did the solver work. Here we go. Let's talk about the flop. Okay. The solver wants Andy to bet his hand 70% of the time. Fine. Sure. We don't care. Yeah. Um, Garrett is only supposed to raise, according to the solver, 38% of the time with bottom two on this very wet board. That is a surprise. Huh. I say. Hmm. Yeah, like Jonathan's sh- making a face just Sherlock for, you, for you visual learners. Like sh- <laughs> Sherlock Holmesian confused, thinking, perplexed face. And you know all the reasons why we yeah. would usually want to raise this hand, of, of course. course. Um, but I guess the solver just wants to protect the range in some ways and is concerned about range versus range in this scenario. Maybe it also thinks continuing, yeah, is, is a little problematic. This is what you're saying. Like the King Jacks of the world, the Jack Jacks, the King Kings, the Seven Sevens. The, you know, those things are all doing pretty well against us. And yeah. uh, and even the big combo draws, the hands that can continue, are also doing perfectly fine against us. Even Aces and Ace King have a fair amount of ways to win against this hand. Um, I mean, not that many ways yet, right? Like, I mean, but it's doable. Yeah, I mean, right now, Aces have five outs against us. We're doing fine. Right? Oh, yeah, like that's not a problem. <laughs> it's Never pretty been good. Five out in my 90% life. of the time, we make it to the, you know, we, we get to the turn and we're still ahead. But anyway. Here's the turn. Andy is only supposed to continue, according to the solver, 17% of the time. Yeah. So he is blocking the nuts with the queen in his hand. Yeah. But he only has a gutter. He did not improve his equity in any way. This card isn't a card that you would think would fold out too much of Garrett's range either, right? Not usually. I mean, so... We were I speculating. That. I think I remember back in the day speculating on if Garrett would call the flop with under pairs to the board, and mm. that being a reason to bet right. if you're Andy. Right, that'd be it. And yeah, we were. I, it was you were saying you didn't think he would. I was saying I thought it was at least possible. Yeah, based on these guys' history, um, that's the only thing you can fold out is like two fives. Yep. So I don't know. I'm not not a huge fan of of this turn bet, and neither is the solver. Neither is the solver, and hey. the solver is a fan of Garrett not raising now. Well, you can't he raise. Never now. wants him to raise now. I don't want him to raise now. No, neither do I. It's don't don't raise. It's scary now. Now we could be losing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on the river. Yeah. Somehow, even though it didn't want Andy to continue on the turn, now that we're here, the solver wants Andy to bet. I hmm. guess because we blocked the nuts. We blocked the nuts. We didn't get raised on the turn. We think Quintan probably will raise a fair amount anyway with two clubs on the flop yeah. and stuff like that. Um, also, uh, is the turn a second diamond as well? There's two flush draws. Yeah, Queen, Queen Ten's probably raising a lot on the turn. So our opponent has the nuts not much anyway. We block it, makes it even better. I at least get it. Yep. Then Andy does check, and it does want Garrett to bet, unsurprisingly, with yeah. two pair. Trying to get bet. value out of, like, the kings of the world. The solver despises Andy's check shove. Yeah. Thinks that it's a $5,000 error to check shove, which is a huge error on a $40,000 check shove. Yeah, that's like uh, frickin' War Games Joshua-style error. 
You know what I mean? Yep, it's a did war game. Did you follow that? Did you follow that? Do you know what I'm talking about? Ali Sheedy. Uh, it sounds somewhat familiar. Matthew uh, Broderick. I've seen the that movie. Was, that was the movie that made both of them into stars. No one had ever heard of those two people. They became stars. No, Matthew the, Broderick right away. No, 1997 Godzilla made Matthew Broderick a star. Right. Um, that's what got him Godzilla. It had that green That movie song. is good. War Games is good. See War Games. I've I, seen War Games. Uh, well, I'm How, when was the last else. time you saw it? I mean, at least 15 years ago. But it was still pretty good But as an adult, is what I'm saying. It was still like... Thrilling and, and we've exciting. been through this with other movies Shall before. We play a game now. I believe War Games is better than any John Woo movie out there. But we've been with through this with other movies before, where you haven't seen it for a long time. You're like, it's good. It's a good yeah, movie, and then you see true. it again, and that happens sometimes. You might admit something at it's that true, point. That does happen. Anyway, a five thousand dollar error on a forty thousand yes, dollar bet. That's like big. a twelve and a half percent error. Yeah, it's that's big. pretty bad. That is pretty bad. Yeah. So. Yeah, hates it. What does it want Garrett to do, though? Because that was the other big question. Garrett doesn't block any of the things you'd normally want Wants to block Wants him to fold. Here. There you go. But does it have an Andy button? Well, it can't have an Andy button. Yeah. It does have an Andy's range button. Yeah. It knows what Andy's range is, but it probably doesn't think Andy's going to be you know, this bluffy because, of course... It hates those check it, it wouldn't have done all this stuff. So it's like, well, of course Andy wouldn't have this hand in his range, so how can we call, right? But, of course, the solver does want him to call with, like, king-10 and king-queen because it blocks the nuts. Which right, which sense. we did speculate, I think, many, we many did. years ago I remember when we did that. the original podcast. Probably. Probably. It's good enough. It's good enough. Just like you, dear me? listener. No, oh. no, Jonathan, you... You were looking right at me when you said it. You have the potential to be good enough, Thank but I you. don't think you're going to reach it. Oh. So what am I now if I'm not good enough? Not good enough. <laughs> That's really hard to hear, even though it was obvious. Yeah. You know? It's still <laughs> a surprise and upsetting to me. Yeah. Well, okay. I'll work on it. Yeah. You're I like, mean, I'm, I don't know how. Don't you're know how like to work a 34-year-old who's in the G League still. It's like, come on, man. <laughs> you're not going to make it. I mean, you never know. You never know. <laughs> yeah. Anthony Mason, he made it out of the G League. The, what was you know, then the, the CBA. League? Is the CBA? Oh, is the, the CBA? Yeah. Um, and a few other guys make it even when they're a little older. There's yeah. probably been a 34 year old who's played in the NBA ever and never played. Alex before. Caruso made it out when he was like 25. So come on, give me a chance. Also, I could be the first. People are the first. There was never anyone on the moon, and then there was a guy on the moon. Oh, you think there was never anyone on the moon? <laughs> well, there was no humans on the moon that we're aware of. Oh, you think there okay. were no? Oh, okay, you're just gonna believe <laughs> oh, the yeah. government lies. <laughs> you got That's me. fine. You got me. That's fine. All right. Music is my sunlight, and all I need is one mic. And I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life, and I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. I'm gonna be traveling the globe, we still have time to make.